0: Maybe that should be a contest, man. Ah, maybe right. we should have words put to the song. What, yes, put <laughs> lyrics to our theme song. You were, you know, you were humming or whistling or whatever. What yeah, I was just making general noise. Is yeah, what I yeah, was doing. to it. But I thought maybe uh, you can, uh, yeah, maybe we, we need some lyrics to it. Uh, I, I, I might be afraid at what <laughs> lyrics might come, but yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. that would be pretty interesting. Well, I'm ha- sorry. For my inattention right now. You're
0: good. Oh, I'm well, good. I'm good to happy go. Happy Thursday. And welcome to uh live from raps from inside There we are. The uh Asylum. I should turn the volume down. <laughs> Dennis, I couldn't get it outward and edgewise yesterday. Yeah, we had a very active chat yesterday. Yeah, and- that was so cool.
1: That that was really, you know, that's that. Like all of the interviews that we do, stay with me for a while, and I think about you know. But that one was just to see his his kids so active on the feed was really nice to see.
0: Yeah, for and for those of like that. that didn't tune in yesterday, we had a uh, principal Ryan Mellis of the New Ventures High School, and uh, he's great. He's got a, a lot of energy. He talks about uh, what they do there, the the culture, the kids, and yeah. Uh, like nas was saying all those kids were on the chat I, I, well they they wanted the kids to be a part of right um yeah uh, of him coming on so which was cool but yeah Dennis it was very hard to get some uh, some comments in and i was hoping for some questions from everybody and uh, they just you know the cool part really they were nas they were really showing a lot of love
1: they absolutely were and you know they were uh you know almost all of them commented that if it wasn't for that school and for or, and for Mr. Mellis that you know they don't you know they would not be as excited about school as they were so it was that was it was a general love
0: fest yesterday so it was really nice it was it was, was, was every really teachers nice. everybody came to, and yes uh, they exactly really do have something them. special and uh if you didn't watch yesterday's show, go, go back, back and watch it. It was great. And and listen to Ryan talk about, uh, I mean, his love for education, but also the school and what they do. Right. Uh, it is different. It's not your average school. It is not your average schooling and education, uh, but they give these kids uh, an opportunity to yeah. shine uh, in an environment that's better suited, suited for them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: And we all learn differently. Listen, if you're a coach, I mean, that, you know, that's, you know that the, more than anything. that's a great message is that, um, you know some you you have to kind of tail your message to your student and um, he's great at that i mean he's got it they got it
0: well thanks for that nice reminder there dennis uh it's great to have real-life courses. Yeah, and, and and that's a big thing. And, you know, you guys, when the kids are here during the week, um, <laughs> it's funny because they're in the fishbowl and they're right. in this room where everybody can see them at the same time. Uh, you know, maybe they're not always all paying attention. Or they, they learn. They're learning very <laughs> Right. Or it
1: seems, you know, because it's a different setting. Yeah. So it's not like in a normal classroom, everybody's attention would be focused on the teacher or the instructor at the front of the room. Yeah, they're just doing and whatever this- They kind of are maybe self-guided a little bit. So they're working on their laptops. And, you know, so it seems like they're not being attentive. But listen.
0: Yeah. And I was, I I happened to go in there one day and I really thought they were not paying attention at all. (laughs) And then all of a sudden the kids just popped up and I was like, and then right back to their computers, whatever they were doing. So, yeah, it's just, you know, taking, looking at it through a different lens. It's very easy to judge when you see something that doesn't. Yeah.
1: Yeah. uh, Because it's not what we're you know, it's not what we're used to seeing. Well, no. so.
0: oh, I mean, we're not even used to the, the current education system when our kids are learning math so differently. It's tough. It's a, you know, and, <laughs> you know, and there's we, no carrying of numbers. We just
1: break it yeah. down in tents and. Hundreds. Which is weird, which thank God my kids are out of school because if I had to teach this, uh, stuff right now, I, I would be struggling. Actually, I spoke to one of our bowlers yesterday, one of our league officers. And she, and, uh, she was talking about helping her kid, uh, not just with online learning. She goes, I'm actually having to teach him. And she says, and history? <laughs> and she said, and so she brought up uh, Federalists. And I wanted to tell her one of your assignments should be to watch Hamilton. Oh, yeah. You got a whole history lesson there so uh, but I didn't but and that's I, a
0: brand of wine too I'm just saying it's not a bad one it's not a bad one, yeah, a bad one. <laughs> hey, you yeah. know there's a lot happening in our world today alone Woo. Uh, on Staten Island uh, yeah. our friends in our business community hosted a rally uh, to and it was more it was not just about this single business correct uh, it so was it about general. small businesses coming together and making a statement that hey, it's time for at least Staten Island. Staten Island to be moving forward, and uh, I happen to be—I I live nearby. I didn't stop, but I drove by, I honked my horn, and a lot of friends there. And so, kudos to them for organizing and getting together uh, to send that message. And you know, it, it captured the audience. It captured the, the news. It's capturing a lot of eyeballs, yeah. whether you agree or not. Uh, this this group got together, and it's it's a large group of business owners. Yeah, uh, and even the community that rallied, it was not political. It was not meant to be political. Right. They even went as far as anybody. If you showed up with any sort of signage, signage. Or any, yeah. please keep it in your car. This is this is strictly about Fine. opening our businesses and letting Staten Island <laughs> treating Richmond County outside separately. of the region. So. Yeah. A lot of messages. Sadly, they, you know, of course, they shut the, they did shut the tanning salon down, which I think we expected, right? Especially with all the hoopla. Right. I think some businesses, if they tried without hoopla, they probably would get away with it for a very short period of time,
1: yeah. Uh, until
0: uh, the uh, sheriff comes talking.
1: right? You know, I'm so, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a rule follower. <laughs> no. So, uh, so for for me to see a. Uh, I mean, but I understand, you know, I I understand what people are. And do I think that we are at the point where maybe Staten Island could be dealt with separately? Yeah. But then there's the other nagging thing that I keep seeing in the news is that Staten Island is second in infections per capita. I mean, we are way down, obviously. We're way down. But Staten Island did have a higher infection rate per capita, not just in general numbers, because obviously we're a smaller borough, we're less populated. So our numbers are going to be lower in general, but per capita, I mean, we did have a lot going on. We did,
0: and both hospitals have been reporting some great numbers they, they, this week. Right, and so doing, we're making great yeah, progress. Yeah, I will absolutely. say, uh, you know, Mandy Hawes was was on with us last week from Oklahoma. She got a center there, and you know, there's all the centers are slowly starting to see a yep. pickup. And I mean, it it goes both ways. There are people that don't want to go out and they do want to come out. Uh, she shared with us this morning that um in a meeting with the Norman mayor that they're, they're currently creating criteria for reverse phasing. So, oh, really? Should hospitalizations start to go up? Be re- right? There's a re increase. So, and I'm sure in this state we might start. We might see the same thing.
1: That's interesting. Um, and then,
0: and, and Kevin, you're right to your point. And I think that's what the governor shared. Too many people travel to the other boroughs, uh, which is why. And the governor was very clear on that. I mean, he, he might have been a little smug about it, but he was. Yeah, he did no, say and that's that.
1: what he did. Yeah, and he even did going into that.
0: New Jersey, I think I, I've said it before. I think the larger concern is going to be forget about the boroughs. New Jersey opening before we do. And this borough being, having, I mean, you could be in Manhattan and take the tunnel, but we've got much quicker access to go over those bridges and and, and be in New Jersey. So uh, there's a lot to be considered. And I just, you know, I share that because kudos to them. Great job. Uh, it was civil, uh, and a lot, of, a lot of our friends were out there yeah, uh, yeah. in support of each other. And so, uh, yeah, and sorry I wasn't there to stand with you, but we are standing with you. Right. Because we do. We stand with them every day. We do. Um, you know, when we say, uh, hashtag Staten Island strong, uh, we do have a, yes, I think Staten Island uh, does have a very different persona as a whole. Uh, and that also makes this community very unique and very tight knit. Yeah. 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 And, so, um. And so, yeah, so all circumstances different,
1: but you know, to expect to be uh, treated outside the burrows, uh, I didn't really think that that was going to you know get the thumbs up, but
0: you know yeah, and at the, same, at the same time, you um right out. I saw it, I watched it fly right out of your head.
1: I watched that thought, leave wow. your head in the meantime. Wow. Uh, Just Henry Rao did make a good point that uh, he felt that the numbers on Staten Island were higher because of the uh, amount of essential workers that we have on Staten Island, EMS, FND, you know, fire department, the police department, uh, transit workers. And I know Queens is in the same position. They have a large number of uh, city workers or essential workers also. So, um, (laughs) did they all share in the (laughs) fine? That's that's a good point, Kevin.
0: What I don't know, I have to say, what I don't know, I think I don't know if they issued a fine to him, right? I don't know either. I think they pushed to shut down. I think what they've been, we don't know, but uh, I, I, as far as I do know. Last I had heard, that they just shut them down. They did not issue a fine, but I could I could be totally wrong. Right, and we'll 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 hear later. And I I'm doubt sure. they all shared in the fine. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, you know what? You will be surprised. All of a sudden, the basket goes around. Right, collecting. you never know. It's yeah, never my head know. went blank there, Dennis, and I still don't know what I was going to say. But I'm sure it'll come out uh, in, in in one way or another in what we're saying. Yeah. So we're, we're here. We stand together, uh, no different than. Uh, I think this is where I was going with that. No different than the rest. The other day, uh yesterday yes. afternoon, the restaurants got restaurant owners got together to have a conversation mm-hmm. about banning together. Yeah, and they should. And and you know, I heard. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't go. I was here. Um, Supporting we live, it here, our own way, right? Uh, my brother happened to attend uh with his friends, and you know, they were trying. They really just they want to be. Um. Proactive. And- proactive and be together. And it's, right. there was an argument, hey, we should all open up together. Right. And then, of course, the reality sets in in the conversations. And there right. are lots to be considered. Yeah. You've got – our liquor licenses are probably the number one thing that if, right. if everybody's right. going to pull. Jeopardy. Right. That's in jeopardy. And they're going to pull. I mean you, you, your food sales – don't, you don't go anywhere without a. Li- and we've talked about that with with our other guests and even Pam last week. Right. And Pam is going to join us a little later today, uh, along with our friend Danny Mills from uh, Ruddy and Dean. Ruddy and Dean. Uh, so, but these are things. These are the conversations we're yeah. having. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, it's again, it's 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 unknown. But hey, we stand together. We're a forefront. We're all in this together. Totally. Bowling supportive. proprietors in New York State. This morning, we had a Zoom. We had a Zoom call uh, where we're all. There's a lot of noise. Can we turn that down, please? What is that? Put your headphones on.
1: Is that somebody's music?
0: Thomas is watching some sort of video. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we had a Zoom call with a fellow bowling providers from around New York State today. And I mean, 300 plus bowling centers strong where we've made some – in in our legislature work, we've done some great work. Right. We beat the, the tax. All we're asking is to be considered to be moved in phase three. All right. Oh, yeah. you know, when you really look at what phase four is, um, we're lumped together with Yankee Stadium and City Fields and these large venues. We're, yes, we're a sporting arena. Right. We're not that of. We're not that right. type we're not of. That. Right. right. We're not, we don't have people, that, tens of thousands of people sitting on top of each other right. uh, for a long, extended of to- period right. of time. So we're just asking uh, politely, hey, these are the measures we're all taking. Please right. consider us in phase three. Right, if it goes anywhere, uh, we'll be excited. And if it, if it in, doesn't,
1: uh, you, at least you asked.
0: We asked. We put it. We put it forward. Hey, we're here. Right. This industry is 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 is, is loud, uh, as loud as we can be. But from all yeah. over the state, banding together type thing, uh, and we're going to regroup next week and see how all about phone calls. We're just making some phone calls to right our elected officials, and, and that's how it, it goes, starts. It right.
1: That's that's the that's the in, that's the in path. Yeah. That's
0: where we start. And so for our bowlers uh some exciting news we're writing prize checks we're getting prize checks out which is which is going to be great you'll have a little extra cash uh, from your this past league season got I know the sad part is we would be ending now we would be really working towards the end of the bowling season yeah. yep. some leagues have already would have already finished you know we got we lost all of that but uh, some prize checks will be dropping in the mail soon. And we've also posted the results from our pot of gold. Awesome. So, I so know there's I a th- couple extra checks that are going out to some people. Yeah. Too. Um, you know, I was thinking maybe that could even be extra cash that we wind up giving out. Um, but for the for the final results, visit bowl at rabs.com backslash pot gold, uh, And we gave away uh, – with 432 entries. This year was going to be the biggest. Oh, It yeah. was so funny. The week before, right before we were closing, I said to Naz, I said, Naz, we are, we've seen more entries this year than ever in the last three years that right. we've done this. And we were, we were going to be over the last year's total yeah. entry number. And this, for those that are watching that don't know, we, we've got an in-league uh, tournament, so to speak, that for 5 bucks you get to enter as many times as you want. Uh, and the, the goal is to bowl over your average. So yep. And You don't have to for- be,
1: you know, you know, you don't have to shoot a, a big, you don't, you don't, if you're a, a middle average bowler, you don't have to worry about beating the high average bowlers. You just have to beat yourself. You just have to bowl as many pins as you could above your average. And uh, yeah, we had a really, really,
0: we were having such a good year too. We were. So we had 432 <laughs> entries. Uh, we were giving away $2,100 and uh, 2160 in prizes to 56 bowlers. Uh, on the men's side, Ralph Marzella, one hundred and fifty six pins over his average. Way to go, Ralph! Um, and you know what? It's you, you mentioned the average range. He, he's a two or five average bowler, but he bowled, bowled seven seventy one. He had a great week, right? Um, and then, if you really look at the average of the bowlers that won money, you're all over the place, right? And typically, the lower average, the medium, mid average, Mid-time are the ones wins. that are going to win and more, win. right? So, right.
1: That's uh, for us to have a. You know, that might be one of the first times that somebody with a higher average has done really well. Yeah. Usually it's somebody in the 150 to 180 range for the men. And
0: on the women's side, uh, Erica Kaczynski, she at 667 on a Wednesday night. So Great 133 goodness. pins over her average, 178 average. Right. On the, and then second place, 160. I mean, you're... Uh, so go check out the results. Congratulations. Yeah, check them uh, out. Erica. Maybe you got some cash coming. Uh, and Ralph. Uh, Dennis, I think this might be the first time you get you don't know, get some money. You stunk them up, though, those two weeks. <laughs> He's asking who won. Uh, you know, however, had we had more more opportunities to bowl. You, Correct. You we know, you would have they, had, we, we so, had another couple weeks in there. Go check out the um, – Go check out the results. They're posted. Congratulations to the winner. And really, thank you to those that uh, to participate. It's just something that we we do to be interactive and and keep everybody bowling and, and, and excited, looking forward to something different other than the regular um, pots that are available to you. And so, oh, you know, Ryan popped in. And so, Ryan, uh, uh, thank you, and a, glad you enjoyed the show. Looking forward to continuing our real-world education experience without future generations. So one, Ryan, thanks for tuning in. To uh, that was a thank you to Dennis for your kind words. He really was a ray of sunshine. He was. That made my whole week. (laughs) Dennis had a bad season. That was the problem. Yeah, you could blame whatever you want. Sure. Um, So that's that. Hey, Nan. So tomorrow we're doing bingo, and uh, I can't wait. Bingo, bingo. North Shore Rotary Club of. uh, A big uh, night in uh, my uh, house. Big night. We host a bingo night, virtual bingo night. And uh, we, if you want to join us, you're welcome to. We'd love to have you. It's open to everybody. You, you buy a bingo card for more. Or for more. 10 or four. Bucks piece. <laughs> you buy money raffle chances for a chance to get, win some prizes and money and restaurant gift cards and whatever else we're giving away. A chance to play Plinko. But you know, Naz, I was, I, I, I got to share this. Who I was that? doing a little research on bingo. I mean, because it, it, it can't, you can't just keep playing the same games. Uh, oh, that's look at right. all the shapes we can yeah.
1: play! Yeah, I, I was surprised. I, I
0: assumed that
1: you had um, uh, a set thing that you were doing, but my my mom, who obviously is plays bingo, I really don't play, was asking me about some of these other ones, and I said, "That's not what we're doing, Ma. We're <laughs> right. sticking to the
0: program." We did uh, we we did change it up. You we did even change it up on yeah. site. Or somebody said, make it an H. Yes. Um, but anyway, so S-I org backslash bingo, That's and you great. can sign up. But look, you can make all sorts of letters and all shapes. All kinds of stuff. I'm looking forward to that. So I don't know what we're going to do tomorrow night. Yeah. But... I'll be interested. I'll be
1: watching. you watch watching. Me and, and Ray and Liz and my mom set up in the living room in our little station's
0: I didn't change my... Yeah, I your little stations, and I like the photos that I get of the <laughs> drinks, and, and everybody's set up and ready to roll. It's been fun. So tomorrow night, 7 o'clock on Facebook, the North Shore Rotary Club, uh, visit sinorthshorerotary.org backslash bingo to get... I'm getting a question about how to get your cards, sinorthshorerotary.org backslash bingo. You'll purchase them there. You'll get them via email tomorrow afternoon. Sue Tosa is super happy. <laughs> She's so she won, and she won last week too. Yes, yeah, she did. Um, there's always next year. <laughs> uh, I I thought I heard rain, but that's not rain. That was Michael no, it was on his scooter, yeah, his scooter. I think. Scooter, yes. In, in the back. The weather. I don't. What, what is happening outside today?
1: It's just overcast. It's overcast. Well, you know, it's last night when rain. I got home, I almost sent you. I was a little while because uh, they would. I was. I kept waiting for the landscaper to come because I'm doing some landscaping work in the front, and I'm like waiting patiently for him to come. And uh, but I went outside to check, and uh, I could literally see the fog coming up the block. It was
0: just like, the, just like the other night. It was creepy to watch
1: that happen.
0: So what were you saying? What, what was happening in the in the water by you today this morning? Noise.
1: There was a lot of uh, boats uh, blowing their horns back and forth. They weren't stuck, right? I I didn't go down to sea. But, uh, you know, I'm always, uh, you know, uh, I'm always super aware of the harbor and it's kind of a tight space. And I live right next, close to the ferry. So I hear a lot of that. But when I hear anything out of the ordinary, I'm like, what was that? What was that? Is something in You're the neighborhood window watcher? Is it? No, I don't go to the well. No, I, I can't see the ferry from my window, right? But uh, I am uh, yeah, I, I am uh, it does perk my ears up, so I do pay extra attention to it. But it was something I had never heard before. It was like two boats communicating with each other, they would do three Three horns, and then the other boat would do three horns. And this went on for like 20 minutes, so it might all be connected to the bright light to the bright light. <laughs> Joni knows about the bright light <laughs> which it's I don't there. think we
0: solved the mystery on the bright light. no point. we
1: never did but hopefully somebody it's all connected to the bright light yes yeah.
0: so I wonder I wonder what uh, there's a lot of activity a lot of activity there
1: was a yeah but you know what for a long time the harbor was very quiet. there was the even the ferries were down to once every half hour uh, mm. even during the busiest times. So you know things are picking up we can see you know there's more ships back and forth. So, uh, yeah, I think that just means in general we're kind of getting back
0: slowly. But some surely. normal things are starting to happen around us, yeah. I think so. So, what was on your dinner table at you made this awesome dinner the other night? It's short ribs. Did you what did you do last, last night? We had, had, the, had, the, left had to lot I was gonna say, you had to compete with, yeah. I nice know meal. you, uh, you on the I other, I wasn't talking about me, I was talking about competing with your own meal, like how many nights in ago, yeah. You do those no, meals? no, no,
1: we had the uh, I, you know, I put it over, uh, to, uh.
0: Uh, cauliflower?
1: Cauliflower one day and then mashed potatoes last night. And then um, I changed up. I made like a chickpea salad instead of a regular salad. And, um, but then I, you know, I thought I was like, oh, this turned out so nice. And then I get a picture of Frankie's meal <laughs> and I felt like uh, I was serving my husband McDonald's. No. But you did a very nice job. Of course, unlike Frankie, I don't I don't post my
0: meals. I have to share cuz it's it's fun.
1: It, it, yeah, no. And, you know, I wish and then I, I get did.
0: Messages from our friend Camille Pizzo, who has the quarantine cuisine. Yes. And then post. she goes, "Well, you got to make sure make sure you post it in the group." And or you did. She even she'll message you, "Did you cook?" Cuz if you didn't cook, right.
1: Uh, or if you cooked, you want to share your photos. So you even do the 3D picture or whatever it is you do so that when you <laughs> when you when you scroll, it, like, stays with you. So what is that about? Okay.
0: So, wait. <laughs> the, the 3D picture thing is bizarre to an extent. So if you take it on your iPhone, if you take it in portrait mode and you post it. Okay. You could set it to be in 3D mode. And, I mean, it, all it does is, like, it lifts, it makes it look a little 3D. Right. But if you really look at it, it kind of ruins the picture, too, because, like, that picture, the plates are all – my plates look like they're cracked. There's all these like little rough edges because right. of the way that it, it makes it automatically. It, right, it makes it look so my sister-in-law, who's a Facebook stalker, she doesn't use it. I
1: was going to say, I wasn't even sure she use it. it. She's a
0: stalker, just like my brother, who probably are watching, or they do tune in, or they watch it later on. Uh, they're stalkers. That's what you call them. They're scrollers. and But they use it. I, I will say, the reason why she's there, because for school. I was going to say, she probably needs it for the teams, kids. Like, but... Right. And that's all she really uses it for. She has set, She sent me a message a week or two ago. How come when we post pictures, even from here, why don't we post them in 3D? They look really cool. And in some cases, they do. Right. Depending on what it's a picture of. Right. But a lot of times if we're posting to Instagram and Facebook, it goes, it's the same post, right? So it's not a separate post. Yes. Like Kevin, Kevin's the same thing. He's a, he's a, he doesn't have a page, but he uses his wife's page. And so they stalk Facebook. So she says, well, why don't you do that? It would then be two different posts. And sometimes they don't look good. Really, they some of yes. them look really cool. Uh-huh. So I played with it last night. I said, "Oh, oh!" Okay. But uh, we made a grilled lamb, had lamb chops in the Looked freezer. Delicious, those big giant carrots, and then those horse carrots that came from our, f- And they uh... did you get those? From... Oh, and Dave says Fran and Tommy used their Facebooks for bingo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the horse carrots they came from um, Misfits. The oh. ho- no, from mis- from Hillside. So those are lamb chops from Hillside that we had gotten a little while ago. They were in the freezer, took them out.
1: I didn't know. Because those big ones, you don't always get them. If you ask, they'll get them. And
0: we've we've been ordering them because, one, we like them. They're fresher. Right, yeah. um, Yeah. And I will – you know, I I keep the skin on, clean them.
1: I did get them when I did that – premium uh produce order mm. I got some nice big carrots from them too so yeah interesting Misfits
0: has the they're they have the heirloom carrots typically yes. not the big yeah. that they're, yeah. Not, they're right. not that big right and they've been good but oh, the Delegata squash that I had the Delegata squash you got
1: that in the that Misfits? was from
0: Misfits so I had two nice pieces of Delegata squash that I cut
1: in half I got so much butternut squash from them I could
0: <laughs> I have one I have one on the counter uh Anthony looks at it all the time. He goes, What do I? Do? I, I laugh. It's Same like thing, you roast it.
1: Right. What do you
0: do with it? I said, You can do many th- things. But the delicata squash, you can, you meet this, you keep the skin on. You don't have to take the skin off. Oh. So you cut it, you cut it in half, and then you, you, you slice, slice it. Slice it. I threw it in the oven. Salt, pepper, olive oil. Actually, avocado oil is what I've been using.
1: Oh.
0: 425. I think I raised, I might have had it on 450. And let them roast. I mean, they just let them roast and they become like chips. Really, Are they that crunchy. You get, yeah, they cooked for about 35, 40, uh, uh, Interesting. almost 45 minutes. And then the carrots, I did the same thing. I just added fresh thyme yeah. to the carrots. I like that. I like that. I like carrots. I like the, the carrots, carrots actually could have cooked, cooked longer. Yeah.
1: Like, I like especially when, the
0: big ones. when you could go right through it with yeah. the, with the, fruit. they were just shy of that. Like they were just shy. They were good. I was yeah. able to do that, but they needed more. A like, little, right? Yeah. And they don't need
1: sauce. Like a lot of people make like a honey glaze or something. Yeah. I'll to say, me, carrots are sweet enough without. They have yeah. so
0: much, especially the big ones. They yeah. Really nice so that was last night's meal that I, I decided to share. Uh, I have short ribs though in the in the freezer, so that's that's coming this week because I, I don't know what I want to do with them now. They are simple to cook. I have my go to recipe, but I mean, I want to do something different. Well, i have had it. There's a ton of recipes
1: you can use with that. Uh, and, and I just, just braised mine. Really, just did the braised, and then I put it. You know, what
0: did you? What was your sauce, though? What did you? What did you? Braise I use.
1: Uh, I chopped up uh, carrots, onions, um, celery, uh, uh, some garlic. Garlic was in that. Yeah. Oh no, garlic went in the pan later. Full garlic went in the pot before I put it in the oven. But then I just I I put that. I browned the. um, Brown the ribs first, then left the drippings in the pan. Then I cooked the chopped vegetables, and then I added a full bottle of a Cabernet.
0: Oh, so that's like similar. So where did you? Is that a where did you get the recipe from? Is that a for contestant recipe? Is that Ina Garten? It might be. Yeah, that's the same recipe that I use.
1: She's my favorite.
0: Yeah, full bottle of wine. Yeah,
1: and um, and then you just reduce the wine by half on the on the. On the stovetop huh. and
0: then you stick it in the oven for another two hours or so and yeah they came out great yes yeah, uh same recipe they yeah. I, I change it up uh i whatever hearty vegetables i have right you know, right even- and that's
1: what that's what it's good for i mean if you have some even some like root vegetables hanging around the fennel, and that is
0: awesome. Like it takes oh, sweet. Really? when you yeah. So I mm. like, usually I, when I make them lots of the fennel, celery. It doesn't taste like you don't have no that flavor. Like no, right. you don't have that right. flavor. It, they just get sweet. So it's typically um, I I use carrots, celery, fennel, onions, Right, onions, which I love chopping. This time I added uh, mushrooms. Mm-hmm. And uh, what else did I add? I had, a, I had something else that I added to it. And I mean, it doesn't really matter because it's not going to break down as long as, you know, it's right. going to break down and cook down. You just want something that's hearty. You could put asparagus in that. You really could put anything. Right. Uh, but you have to get the big ones because otherwise. They get too mushy and they fall apart. And then right, you know, have husband. Put... He's playing with the mannequin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yes. yeah. Uh, and maybe Pam does have an idea. We'll ask, I'm going to ask her about, about that, too. Uh, so Kevin also points out uh, there are a lot more barges in the harbor with fuel due to the lack of use. That could be safe or not safe. I'm not sure. Well, i got to sure. put them somewhere. But, so Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, Dennis, watch out for that sharp object. I don't know if I'd trust your wife either. Uh, <laughs> so what's on the dinner table tonight?
1: I am undecided. Oh, I was going to make meatloaf, Ma! It's a meatloaf. Because everybody likes it. So, you know, it's an easy thing. You just put everything together and put it in the oven, but I'm not I'm not, not, sold on it. I also defrosted some chicken before I left, so... Well, my mom is sick of chicken, because I could eat chicken every night. My mother, I she's che- not... She Every time I tell her we're having chicken, she just goes and makes her own little <laughs> soup and sandwich thing. <laughs>
0: I grilled chicken the other night. I had a little bit left, and I'm. It was, I might be one of the best in, in a while. We had thighs and breasts, but I cut the breasts in in half, and they were like perfect. So I was excited because and you I wanted to take a little all? salad. You grilled it. Yeah, I, I did a dry rub, similar to how I did the ribs, dry rub, and then I and then I based them on the grill. Yeah, love that, love that. Hey, so it's Thursday. We, we're talking about food. We're gonna keep talking about food because our good friend Pam Silvestri has finally joined us. Hi, Pam.
2: Hi, Pam. How Hi, Hello. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm having a great day. So things are good. Things are very. Are good. you? Are you
0: still like you're off a little bit? I know you work today, but I mean, are you not? Are you working a little less?
2: No, I actually uh, no. Um, <laughs> it's been like crazy. <laughs> I get up at like 30 in the morning just to like kind of figure out what's going on, and uh, it's it's been a haul. But I I got some really nice news today. Um, Some of my colleagues won uh, awards with, um, uh, you know, for um, for their journalism, and I was included in that. I got an award for um, best beat reporter or something like that for for uh, from the New York Publishers Association, I think it is. So congratulations!
0: So a lot of times those that you you you. Excuse me. Work gets submitted on your behalf. Was there a specific a specific piece that they were recognizing?
2: Um, actually, my um, my my editor did it. She she did it for a bunch of us and uh, Tom Rabelsky included and and uh, Kristen Dalton. I was like so excited to to see that. So yeah, um, um, I guess they they write a little submission and send it in and I don't know. And I thought that was nice. Yeah, they they picked several pieces. Things I never would have picked in a million years, but yeah. <laughs> you know, like a profile of Mario from Barrios. I just did like a little painted a portrait of him. You know, he's kind of an interesting person just in general because he yes. is. He is. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but he has all these tattoos too. Like he's got like, you know, I, I, I actually interviewed him at the time for this article right after he had kind of gotten his divorce finalized. Mm-hmm. So he was sort of changing his whole life and you know, things were coming together and the business was doing great and it was really nice. So thank you very much. I appreciate your nice words. I'm sorry. Anyway, so I want to tell you, I had another interesting thing today, which was very hopeful at 11 o'clock. There was, um, a, uh, a thing that happened in Eltingville. Did you guys talk about that?
0: The, we, uh, yeah, briefly. We, we, we basically we were just talking about how I drove by and honked my horn at my friends because I had to, I had to get going and didn't stop. Uh, but we were saying how you know one kudos to them for for putting something together to, to for small businesses to get be strong. Uh, and I mean, we're there in support too. We're not standing there, but we certainly support the effort. So, did you go there today?
2: Uh, no, I I wanted to, but I got assigned a story, which was uh, a press conference at uh, with the city council speaker. Uh, Corey Johnson and um, I am so blown away. I got this is the first time I've ever done that. So like um, my colleague Sydney C- usually handles City Hall and such, but I was so blown away. They the politicians on Staten Island are so supportive of the businesses. You know Joe Borelli and um, you know uh, Matteo and and even Debbie Rose. They're all so pro business and uh, in this whole pandemic, I am like. Blown away. So they basically, the city council, the city council wants to put forward legislation that will allow restaurants to open, um, maybe like in the next couple of weeks, actually, so soon, um, which is great uh, for alfresco dining. So they're working with the Department of Transportation and um, also um, uh, the Department of Mental Health and Hygiene to not only source the spaces but also to get the guidelines up and running on what is proper. And anyway, but the interesting thing is that. I was looking at the photos from that rally in Eltingville, and it was like the Associated Press was there. So they had this picture that I could not believe. I mean, this is what it's come down to is that the police are responding to this guy owning a tanning salon and opening up. Yeah. It's going to only happen on Staten Island. Like the first business that's going to be like opening up is a, you know, a tanning salon. So I, I just give them a lot of credit. You know, I mean, the, Staten Island is the only place I think that these businesses can, that they actually have a chance. I really do. And, uh, you know, and it's because of the support of the politicians. They're like completely on board. So,
0: anyway. and, I, and the good part about what, I, what we were also saying before, they made sure that this was not a political thing. If you brought a sign, they were asking you to put it in your car. Your sign, anything was supposed to be strictly about supporting. small business and supporting the effort right. of getting it reopened. Uh, you know, so talk about the, the restaurant piece which is great. Uh, I did see, and we talked about this last week, the sidewalk cafe thing uh, Mm -hmm. looks like it's ramped up speed and there's been some approvals for people to allow. And I I might have the time frame wrong, but is it up to a year to be able to operate without a permit outside?
2: Yes. Um, Right now, what, what I understand is that it's until October 31st that all of this legislation for the coronavirus crisis time is in play like it's up good until october 31st and possibly longer if the social distancing uh rules are still in place so you know it's interesting because i was talking with allison from max's eska in dongan hills and and I, you know it's discouraging for a business that does fine dining to um yeah. you'll be sticking with this ridiculous to go format i mean that's not ridiculous you have to do it to get by if you're gonna continue to stay in business at this time but I mean, you know, it's wearisome and it's like the logistics of it and, you know, and I and I, I it was honestly, I was like really candid with Alice and I'm like, you know what, maybe, maybe this is time to look at the parking lot, you know, and and, and do great things with it because the customers that go to the and Hills restaurant, they are very loyal. And I'm sure that those customers would love an outdoor cafe, you know, I'm sure that they would enjoy having, you know, live DJ music or DJ music, you know, on a Saturday night, like in the parking lot. I, I think well, you know, they can do it. I think they can do it well if they, obviously if they have the support of the city council and everything, but, you know, I will say that. we got a unique setup there because that lot goes in the
0: back uh, and they have that enclosure space in the front. So opening it up or adding some, yeah, I mean, there's ways to do it. It's no, every business, we have to look at it through different lenses. You know, no different than when Naz and I are talking about marketing something and literally standing on the concourse, looking at it as if we're a, a child. You know what does a child see? What does the, the parent see? What does grandma see? It's every restaurant you have, we, every business restaurant specifically has to look at their space now more so differently, more differently absolutely. than so differently than ever before. I agree. That's uh, so makes a lot of sense.
2: Yeah. So anyway, but uh, it's it's kind of cool. I, I you know I, I'm, I'm encouraged. I mean, like this was sort of good news and um, the enthusiasm of Corey Johnson, My goodness, he's he's a perfectly reasonable person also. One of the reporters asked, um, was just by Zoom, one of the reporters mm-hmm. asked, what is the deal like with the, the mayor's reticence? Like, why is he acting like this? And, and the response from the speaker was, it's because he can't, he, as much as he wants a unique, you know, like New York, he can't handle the uniqueness of New York. You know, like, I don't know. He's like flummoxed by the whole, yeah. you know, it's crazy. It's really nuts. Um, yeah, it's like you can't deal with
1: separating them out. It's much easier to keep everybody all bundled together under the same guidelines.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And um, but I want to also point out that some really great things have come of this pandemic. I mean, as miserable as things have been, um, <laughs> you know, your your broadcast is wonderful. I really enjoy tuning in. I can't stay for the whole thing sometimes, but I just get such a kick out of you two. You're really funny and um you say some crazy things sometimes that i just i just like first out like i think it's just so funny anyway so i got to kick out a, little, a lot you. of uh, skits and stuff
0: we well, enjoy uh, watching you too yeah and yeah. We, we, we you know we we kudos to you all the time and i mean uh, as long as the crazy things that we say aren't ones that are going to get us in trouble then we're okay
2: <laughs> <laughs> no and, and quarantine cuisine that that facebook page is wonderful I mean, oh, well. that woman Camille Piso. I yeah. like. I so enjoy that um, that Facebook page. It's such a great page. It's such a great exchange of information. Yeah, um, yeah. You know. Also, just people have really stepped up. Little Jen, you know, little Jen of Big Am's fame. Yeah. Um, Jen, Jen Patafino. She yeah. started this thing. It's called Jen, Jen's Chip Cup Wheel or something, it supports the people in restaurants.
0: I just saw that this afternoon, uh, but I
2: didn't. I didn't this dive is- into that. Talk about that. It's hysterical. It is so funny. She's just so cute. She goes, uh, she gets a glass of wine and she's like, hey, okay, let's go on the wheel, you know, and she picks people and and like you can win 250 bucks and, um, you know, or $50 or $100 and you can either keep it as a person in the restaurant business that's unemployed or you can, I think, pass it along. I think that's the tenet of the whole thing. But I just, it's, it's like 10, 15 minutes. But she's such a character, you know, like when she gets into it, <laughs> yeah. A couple of glasses of wine in her. She's just really funny. I get a kick out of that. So, um, but think, um, go
0: ahead. No, I was just gonna say. I thought I think that was if I read the the little premise of what she what that was built on. It was built on to help uh, those that are out of work, the rest, waiters and people in the
2: restaurant business. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's, that's cool stuff. So, so some nice things have come of this. But um, Marco over here is saying, Gennaro's in Rab's parking lot, live music, your favorite beverages, and the best pizza served to you. Is that a possibility? Marco, I think that's a great idea. I like actually envisioned almost, and I don't want to rip off, you know, Juicy Lucy's idea, but Richie Holmes from Juicy Lucy came up with the idea of doing a <laughs> live in movie. and movie. Uh,
1: we're laughing, laughing.
2: We're, what? we're laughing.
0: But, it's uh, a good gonna, thing. Uh, yeah. So these are things that we're currently we've been looking into, and oh. and, uh, and which is great. We have a great space that we can't utilize in its current form, and whatever we do out there can only be for for now while we're closed. Because once we're open, I mean the, the lot's always busy. Right. Uh, we're looking, and, and it's funny. Marco's not here, so uh, he he missed the conversation before. But we're um we're we're looking at it. My concern. For a lot of these things. And I and something I talked with Vinny at Angelina is, you know, they have this this bar and people are tailgating out there. They're slapping, they're slapping some wrists. They're not really writing summons. But you know, our liquor licenses are very valuable. And so we have to be careful. The governor's office is not is being very quick to pull pull licenses, should you uh it's not follow certain rules. So we're looking at it. We don't want to skirt the rule. We want to stay right. within the guidelines and what they say we can and can't do. Uh, but the movie thing is awesome. We're looking at it. We're looking at a couple of different things. Of course, it has to make financial sense. Right. Uh, and, and of course, that's, we're looking at – you're talking about high-ticket things. Uh, we're looking at it. So I, mean, I wasn't really prepared to, to talk about it. I mean, thanks, <laughs> Marco. For us. I mean, Marco, I love that you put us on the spot here. But uh, it's not something I was really looking – Looking to talk about here, but that's okay.
1: Well yeah, we we, <laughs> we, we keep it like,
0: real. We just we're right. gonna share everything we, anyway.
1: We, we did talk about the the movie theater thing. Yeah, and um, you know, we were kind of delving into the possibilities and and you know how we could make it work and if we can make it work. So yeah, we had all that kind of. Yeah, and then then, uh,
0: reaching out to consumer, I have to say, reaching out to consumer affairs certainly has been challenging, uh, but at the same (laughs) time, what are, as a business, that is not my core business, so I'm utilizing my space, and how could we effectively utilize this space when we're not supposed to be operating, so to speak? So Mm -hmm. so those are all the things that we're that we're talking about. Cause I know once we do something, it gets blown up. And then I don't want, I do not want to be in a position where somebody comes knocking and shuts us down and says, no, you can't do this. And I, yeah. And I think
1: <laughs> one of the other concerns that we talked about uh, is we are in a fully surrounded uh, neighborhood. So, you know, we don't want to bring it and we have a good relationship with our neighbors. You know, we don't want to bring anything into the neighborhood that they're going to sense as disruptive or mm-hmm. disrespectful to their space. So, yeah, you know, true. we that's had it. to tread a little lightly on that. So, but yeah, we've definitely, uh,
0: we'll figure it out.
2: We're going to figure it
0: out. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to call on you. Well,
2: um, oh, please. Yeah. I'd love, I'd love that stuff, but I just want to also point out that juicy Lucy. Um, so Richie Holmes has been kind of the first person to make decisions like, okay, we're not Opening up our restaurant anymore. We're not doing this. He's been the first one to really do a lot of this kind of groundbreaking stuff in the in the coronavirus crisis. One thing that he did do was this drive-in theater idea. So his idea was, uh, he, it was interesting, like to see how he negotiated with the movie company. It was um, Lucas Productions, I believe it's called. He, the, George Lucas was the one who uh, created Star Wars, and that was the first movie that he picked for the drive-in. And um, but it's interesting. It was a lot of negotiation. It took. It didn't take long. You know, it took about a month and, and he's doing some improvements. He's putting in like a professional screen. Um, he purchased the land around the restaurant down in Ocean Breeze and he's going for it. He the story I put the story up I guess around maybe eleven thirty in the morning yesterday. Yeah. But they had like eight thousand views by one o'clock in the afternoon. So many people shared this story. It was incredible. It literally it went everywhere, and I think that the, it's just you know uh, just a sign of hope and, and American entrepreneurial spirit. It just it just symbolizes so much. And I was someone to point out that Richie Holmes has uh, ice cream trucks. He has lickety splits, and he was right. one. Of the, he put the, the trucks back on the road like in the middle of the pandemic. You know, yeah. and people thought it was creepy.
1: Yeah. And they
2: thought it was creepy to hear the music and such. But anyway, so uh, but he was right. Like on some levels. It, it just one person thought, oh wow, normalcy. It's the ice cream man, you know, on a warm right. day. <laughs> Meanwhile, you've got the kids sitting on the minivan like, oh, I want some ice cream and money. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: yeah, it, and it's been it's been great. They received, and this, the what he's doing at Juicy Lucy, I think, is great. Yeah. And it, it's a sign of it's hope. People are itching to do things. And that's where the conversation that we've had internally a little bit was, hey, can we do this? People do want something to do. We're going to be closed for a while. Can we make it work? And so, I mean, that's what we've been – we want to do it. We're, if we're going to do anything, as anybody knows, we want to do it right. You know, and mm-hmm. so – uh, we've got to make sure that hey, we're all in in compliance and make sure, sure. it works. And then, of course, hey, it, there's a lot that goes into it. So we'll see. I, I didn't know that he had purchased the land around. Yeah, no, we I was, were talking about. The one, it there's this nowhere morning. in his lot to to to, <laughs> to do that. But that makes yeah. more sense that he had, he had gotten a hold of that land to do it. So
2: yeah, interesting. It's, it's good stuff. Um, but anyway, <laughs> <We> can see- <laughs> you can set up road races and people. In your <laughs> I like that did do oh, virtual uh, road races did you guys have some kind of problem or something or what, what is that? Oh, is that- no, no, no. Kevin B and Kevin it's
0: Kevin yeah Kevin B Kevin we okay. uh we used to do at bowling on the green we used to do turtle races uh, in oh, the ball yeah. was a thing uh, i mean so road races i don't know about that
2: but maybe yeah no i won't races. be attending those
1: or watching those yeah.
2: <laughs> my cousin joanne uh who lives in great kills grew up native great kills uh she used to talk about the turtle races at uh some uh, it was a bar where Mike's Diner is now on Highland Boulevard in Great Kills. I can't remember the name of the bar. It was like a uh, anyway. It was like some bar that everybody hung out with right. at years oh, ago.
1: Yeah, I remember. Turtle uh, races.
2: I thought she was joking, but it was a real thing. It was like dwarf bowling, you know. And <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if that's politically correct anymore. I just want to just flash back to a memory, if you don't mind. Um, oh, go for this it. This is such a Staten Island thing, but I know real Staten Islanders would like natives will understand this. So um, years ago, uh, I, one of my first jobs um, in high school was selling real estate. And it's, it was kind of an accidental thing, but I fell into it. There was a uh, kind of a crazy situation. I, I got this job, it was random. These people could not sell these townhomes called town and country estates right across from the mall. I mean, yeah. so what they did was they had an auction And they put up a big sign, big banner, illegally on poles, um, which was part of my job. Actually, on windy days, it was like dealing with the neighbors screaming about it. But anyway, um, I was like 17 years old, 16 years old, and um, the people. So they had it went started at 29, 39, and 49 thousand dollars. The auction was at the Shalimar, like like three months after they started selling the houses. I don't know what was funnier, the whole process of selling these homes and the people and how they came in and flushed diapers down the toilet and, and, and back up all the plumbing in the whole town. Anyway, it's just unbelievable. Anyway, you'd also look out the window of these, these living rooms and you're literally looking into the Staten Island Wall driveway. So the cards look like they're coming at the house. It was just crazy. Anyway, so when we finally got to the point of having the auction at the Shalimar, it was like the, the people who ran this brokerage company, they were like smoking cigars and everything. And they were all ready to, they were so ready to party. And people were going, the houses went for like 169,000. It was like a real auction. Anyway, but I remember the food there. and And I just remember that whole feeling of, like if we were in a recession at the time. I feel like that is sort of what we're headed for, you know, some kind of crazy way of, I don't know, opening yeah. things back up and, and selling and, and whatever. And, and if we could only have the Shalimar back just to go into the, the uh, what is it called? The rumpus room or the, the, the uh, what was it called? All these crazy rooms, like the, the Morocco room. Do you remember that? Anyway. Yeah, no, so, uh, pre me. <laughs> yeah. I don't
1: remember what the names
0: of the rooms were. I definitely remember the Shalomar. The Bombay room. Nice. It was, they, were theme- they, were, they were all themed. Yeah, it was pretty uh I mean I I I know as a kid probably there, but then it became that's the yeah. old Excelsior, Excelsior right? Right, the, right? What yeah. the Excelsior became. Um, yeah. Well, it, it's crazy. I mean, and it just listen, the way that the business has changed over years, but that is that's a funny story. That is interesting. Yeah. Uh I, I I actually probably I, I don't know if I could see you up there hanging those signs and <laughs>
2: <laughs> kind of, and, and I would stay by my, myself the whole day like Monday through Friday answering the phones, and a lot of the neighbors were really twisted that the price of the houses were so low because they were afraid that it was gonna bring in people from all over the place you know right. anyway, so, was- which so I
0: mentioned earlier that there's a um the restaurants had gotten together yesterday yes. uh to have a conversation uh about reopening and and, and you mentioned allison and, and max were there and angelina was there and uh mm. It was at to Lucas. Uh but anything new on the restaurant scene uh the last couple of days that we've seen uh, that mm-hmm. you share.
2: Well, I will say that uh, you know, whether or not you support Trump or whatever, these rallies are important, but I think the thing that has taken away from their credibility has been the fact that they roll in like the two-story Trump signs and you know, that it's been sort of getting away from the point of the anxiousness of people on Staten Island to open. Um, right. the, the meetings that they've had in the last couple of days, a lot of people on the South Shore are alarmed that businesses in New Jersey are going to be opening, in you know, not in tandem with us. Uh, I did ask the City Council people if the Staten Island would be the exception, especially with restaurants, since people, you know, people can go right over to the New Jersey, and um, they said no, that New York is going to be New York. We're doing it all together. Um, but the people are outraged. The, the The meetings have not necessarily been productive. I don't think because I think they're just so angry and it's just a, you know, there's no stand on restaurant and tavern association. Um, they're getting together, you know, for two hours at a clip and venting, you know, I, but what should be coming out of it is how are we gonna reopen? What are the rules? What are the spacings? Let's put up a, a list of things. Let's give it to our councilman to include in that legislation so that they can give it to the Department of Health and Mental Hygiene. Like, let's go forward. You know, let's look around our restaurant and see how we can figure out dining outside you know on the roof on the you know <laughs> taking an extension onto the sidewalk like that's where we should be headed this is the conversation we should be having because in the next 2 to 3 weeks right the deal is going to happen you know it's just going to happen outdoors
0: yeah, we have to assure, we just basically we just have to start assuring uh, our go- our elected officials and, and our consumers that hey, we're doing what we can. Yes. This is these are our plans. No different I, I mentioned it earlier, the bowling centers around New York State are having the same conversation. We've outlined a list of things that we would plan to do together. Right. I mean, a lot of things that we already do that maybe weren't even taking into consideration, consideration right. Uh, mm-hmm. and I know in in Florida, I think it's Florida, uh, they're up to 75% capacity. Wow. So uh, you know they they've already moved forward, with with we went from twenty five to 50, 75 percent, and so I, the same thing is going to happen with us. What that timeline looks like, I mean, none of us really know. Uh, but there are, but as long as as long as you're doing you're doing it right, we can we can get there slowly, but yeah. we need to be quicker rather sooner rather than later, uh, and. Crazy. And, not to, and right, we, we, you, you talk about the political side of it, it's gotten very political. And so between the governor and the mayor spat at each other uh, and then on the other side with, with the president and uh, it makes it difficult, especially for the consumer to say, all right, already, let's just, let's right. do what we have to do. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I think today, I saw today, he was in, the governor was in Brooklyn and he talked about people wearing masks and you having the, the, op- the right to deny someone uh, entrance, in, entrance your- into your business. And that opens up a whole nother nother can of worms. But, I mean, if somebody's going to have your back, then great. Because before, nobody had your back.
2: I know. I know. And I can't believe how brazen some people are with the masks. Like, not wearing them. Like, I was in CVS um, the other day. I just hate going to CVS now, to be honest with you. It's always been like a big germ pool. But, you know, now it's like uh, like an incubator. Sick people go there. I mean, yeah, it's so true. I'm going to be honest with you. Again, I will never go into a CVS like for years without a mask on, and possibly gloves. And I, I feel like alone, but you know, it's just. It, I guess this is sort of a big reminder of just how uh, close yeah. contact and everything you know it can get you real sick. Um, Maybe it'll. So- Maybe
0: people will think about because I know I've gone into any drugstore and somebody
2: <laughs>
0: they've got the flu, they got something, and they're looking for whatever they're looking for. Maybe people will think twice and send somebody else to go get it for well, them. Well, not right?
1: everybody has that capability, no. but I think CVS is is trying too. I know yeah. that they do. They're doing prescription delivery, and actually, I placed an order for, for stuff regular stuff from CVS this morning online. Oh,
2: that's good. Yes, yeah, well, so. Uh, yeah, I wanted to tell you some crazy stories that have come out of the pandemic, if you don't mind, uh, in terms of food and otherwise. Oh. Uh, a couple of really flip flip out things. Uh, I, I will start with the one that I'm working on right now, which is, and you guys are welcome to email me or Facebook message me if you have an experience like this. So, because people are cutting their hair at home more, and because of uh, face masks slipping down toilets and such and such, and younger people, younger workers flushing gloves down toilets. Uh, these plumbers have uh, shifted their focus from doing restaurant jobs and maintenance to uh, reaming out sewage lines with all these crazy things in them. And uh, I just thought that was so weird, you know, like I, I called a bunch of plumbers cause I was curious cause art also inferior toilet paper because uh, Scotty and um, Markel are kind of the better brands. Yeah. Um, people have been using this inferior toilet paper and commercial grade toilet paper. So it's been, not adapting well to home systems, and uh, the plumbers have been very active in cleaning out the clogs because of that. So that was the result of the you know the hoarding. Um, but the other thing is uh, the hoarding on yeast. That was a crazy story. There's no yeast in the region. I contacted inflation's yeast, and they said that sure enough, they have uh, no yeast. <laughs> they are like backlogged. So they're trying to keep up with the production because in the Northeast we apparently decided to all start baking and making our own bread and it was around Easter and Greek Easter and those are holidays that require a lot of baking for traditional folks uh, like Greeks and Italians and such. Um, and, then, and I uh, a lot of people on
0: Facebook posting their photos of all their br- I mean I've never seen their bread. so many people right. make bread right. before right. and every tier. Yeah. Year- Everybody's home making bread like, uh-huh. like they have to go they go to a restaurant and they get a bread basket so now they have to have bread at home i mean, <laughs> I just it's interesting, but a lot of yeah. people yeah, a lot of people
2: the the bread was interesting. Making, and the other crazy story that came out of this was the uh chinese food uh the shortage of Chinese food when uh Chinese restaurants started closing up, not all of them are open too it's like wild and sushi places like there's probably about ten percent of the chinese and uh um sushi places are, are not open. Um, it's weird, you know, like, I mean, also the people were scared to eat Chinese food. They thought that they kept, I guess Trump kept using the word the Chinese virus. Yes, <laughs> so, stopped. Oh my gosh. So I guess, you know, using those, that term it just scared the heck out of people and that, and also there was just this general mistrust of, of Chinese. Right you know, because of the, the starting in Wuhan. But anyway, so uh, people are starting to come back into smaller restaurants. The other phenomenon that happened is that when they did start to reopen, they would get like bombarded. So yeah. I, anyway, that's, that's hey,
0: fine. Speaking of uh, other restaurants, our friend Danny Mills is, uh, I'm gonna bring him in. He's uh, oh. giving us for, for a few minutes before we end the show, but wanna, we, we, brought, we, we talked a little bit about him last week and now, uh, here he is. Hey, Pam, how are you?
2: I'm good, how are you? How we doing,
0: gang?
3: Not too bad. It took me a little while to get on this thing. I had to use my uh, Cook's iPhone. Couldn't get on my Apple, so I'm just glad I made it for the last couple minutes or whatever.
2: Oh, well, that's good. That's good to see you. Danny, I was just talking about you to um, Allison over at Max's Esca. Uh, it, it's like, you know, there there are three restaurant owners that have been amazing in this whole pandemic. I mean, multiple, but Danny is one of them. Danny, Danny is amazing. So... It's been it's
3: been a hard road. Thank you. It's been a hard road for everybody. Not just you, but if you don't, if you, there's two choices, either you keep on working or you don't. And we choose to keep on working. My guys worked with me. Um, uh, got to be loyal to them because they're loyal to us. So we got to make an effort to um, stay in, you know, um, make it happen. I guess that's the way it has to be. You, you know, you try to make enough different things. So, when uh, the family goes to make a choice, we're in the, we're included because we have enough wide range of varieties to give um, people those options. Especially with kids making a lot of the choices these days. <laughs> the adults, you know, little Johnny doesn't eat anything but chicken fingers, or Mary doesn't eat anything but carbonara. So whatever the case may be, we try to do a little bit for everybody, and it's kind of worked. It's been a lot harder on the kitchen, that's for prep has been very difficult. Um, you know, when you ask guys to, you know, the word in restaurant business is mise place and it's kind of more like a mise en to tell you the truth. Cause we're all over the place, going from pierogies to ribs, to carbonara, to, we just tried a calzone yesterday for the first time working on that. Um, whatever, whatever can work.
0: Hey, so Danny, you you guys have uh, adapted very differently in these times. So talk a little bit about what you've what you've been doing. You know, selling meat and uh, just trying yes. to stay make it easy for you as well as and the consumer.
3: So um, people always ask if we would cut their meat so they can grill it at home another day. So we put on a daily special which we send out to uh, some guests if they give us their phone numbers. I put it on Facebook that the butcher shop's open. We've even gotten some customers as far as um, New Jersey, uh, Clark, and um, Redfield. So um, sometimes I meet them halfway, and there's three or four orders that go out. And it's been pretty good that way. And like I said, we expanded our menu um, for two reasons. Some things, you know, are in the market, and some things aren't in the market. And when they're in the market, we use them. You know, this week happened to be – uh, scallops and, you know, we took some cod in, and we're doing fish and chips and doing a fisherman's platter and, you know, we're kind of all over the page, but in a nice way, my guys, my Philly is, a uh, my chef Phil is a CIA graduate. So, um, he could, uh, he could adapt and accommodate and the other two guys I have are spectacular. So, um, we collaborate every night for a you. menu as, as well as having our daily menu with our steaks and steaks and, and, and such.
1: Yeah, you know, Danny, I have to say, uh, you know, we've ordered from you a few times, and, you know, you take great care in pack- packaging the takeout stuff, which I know doesn't ordinarily easily translate for, like, the type of menu items you might have, but you've done a great job. You really, really have. We've been really happy. Thank
3: you. Thank you. I'm trying to get better packaging. i talked to Pam and... You know about some other things that we can do to make it a little bit better, and it's. I guess. I guess the thing is, if you don't can try to continue to get better, people will pass you. If that makes sense. Oh yeah. So you always got to keep getting better. You know, improvement. Um, and listen, because every day is you know it's it's groundhog day, and um, I just had a customer, um, who ordered me for four times. And there goes my phone. And so as I talk, I got to tell somebody to get that phone because that's my lifeline. <laughs> so, um, you know, we, we don't, get, uh, you don't get the benefit of the doubt, you know, when we're preparing this large menu. And here's what I mean by that. So we're doing numerous different items. And when we're prepping, it might take a little longer. For instance, I had a fried chicken dinner that we did. Um, for the first time in a long time. So we did a honey butter fried chicken and I thought the preparation time would be about 35 minutes. It turned out it was closer to 50. So I told the customer, as I always do, it would be 45 minutes to an hour. And my sister is pulling up to deliver his food. And he's got me on the phone saying, it's an hour and 15 minutes. I cannot believe it took that long. So, well, do you want it, Sarah? She's right in front. No, I don't. Okay. But the four other times that he ate, he loved it. So I didn't understand. And that's part of the th- stuff that I say, okay, well, maybe I'll do better. And now when I tell people I do something new, I will call you before we leave. So that yeah. way you can't, you can't hold us to a, a time. Right. So that's what's been going on. Um, and I know people have been spectacular, you know, and patient and generous. But as their patience wears thin not to get out, they're going to take it out on us. Because I feel that that's the highlight of the day. Now, that might sound sad, but after they get their, after they get their exercise in, after they do their work, and they're like, okay, they rub their hands together and they say, what's for dinner? What do we want to do today? And we can't disappoint. If we do, we might ruin their whole day. It's
1: true. Yeah, yeah. Well, Danny, listen, you've been a fighter from day one, way back, day one. And – uh <laughs> we we love your place and you know we've watched you grow in grow into you know what you are now and you know i feel like you were like right there right before this happened so i'm glad that you're hanging in there and uh you know i expected nothing less of you i absolutely i said listen he's he's going to get through this he's going to power through this like nobody has seen and i'm, I'm glad you're doing well on that listen i hope it continues Thank but you i very hope.
0: Much.
3: I hope this is over soon.
0: <laughs> well,
3: I don't, I, I, well, the goalpost keeps on getting moved back every couple of weeks, doesn't it? Like de Blasio hasn't given a clear cut plan because he didn't have one. Just like he didn't, this, wait, we waited till the 23rd hour um, before he told the schools they weren't going back He because he didn't have a plan for the teachers. He doesn't have a plan for the restaurants. But the problem is going to arise when on June 20th the sales tax rolls will oh, be yeah. way down, yeah. and then and then he's going to say, "Uh oh, uh oh," and that's when I think the, that's when I think the next, you know, because they're putting the first two weeks as June, the first two weeks, not giving you a concrete date like 15th or 18th, so first couple of weeks. So he, he's playing with the goalpost. I just hope, guys. Um, can handle it and figure it out and and stick around because it's gonna get better. Um, but it has to come with a plan. If it doesn't come with a plan, Naz, this is a problem. Because I can't afford to have the air conditioner on and you could ask any of these other guys, you know, in August and there's only twenty five percent of my people being here and I gotta pay four thousand dollars. Yep. You know, that's what my that's what my bill normally is, between four and forty five hundred a month. In yep. August, 35, 3700 in July. So 25% of the people, it can't work. It can't work. So I hope they come up with a better plan, something that we can live uh, and execute and thrive with.
2: Danny, what um, if you could recommend to people who want to buy meals from you, what what works for you? Like, do you recommend that people order not at the dinner hour? Maybe they order earlier. Um, like, do you get a crunch time? Is something... Can, something
3: can be done that makes it easier for you? Um, it, you know, any time is a good time because that they're happy when they order. So would it be crazy um, if if people say, can you they order 1 o'clock, and want it at 7 o'clock, and I say, well, that's great, so we can prep some of the stuff, but I can't cook it because I cook it at 1 o'clock, it's not going to be good at 7. So, mm-hmm. yes, it's nice to have those orders, and we can prep, but cannot cook. So it's just it's just something that you you got to go, you know you're in the weeds, Pam. We're in the weeds, and we dig in and we fight and you know, um, operation as far as like mashed potatoes and things like that, we're bulking up a little bit, but we cook everything fresh to order. There's not much, um, like I don't have a hot well, I don't have tomato sauce in a steam in table. We do everything out of minute. and I because I do believe that makes a difference, and whether we we'll order. Again. So, um, yes, it'd be great to take that order, but to get it delivered is a lot harder. Now, Mother's Day, when I did pickup only and we took the orders in, it worked spectacular. I gave them a window of 10 to 15 minutes, and everybody was able to get their food on their way. And people want to talk to me. I told them, I can't, you can't talk to me today. You got <laughs> hot food, your mother's going to get mad, you got to go. So, if, if, if people want to talk, if people want to talk to me, they got to come a little bit earlier than that. And that was my deal because they're paying for it. They might be friends, but if they're not getting good food, they'll be my friends and they won't offer me. I want them to order for me. Pretty
2: cool.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. Well, hey, Danny, thanks, for so, thanks so much and uh, keep up the great work. And I'm looking, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, having a nice steak and burger. I mean, he's got great burgers. All right, we'll be here.
3: Thank you very much. Our burgers are good. We're cooking with care, So you guys be well, stay safe, you and we'll see you see you around our table next time.
0: Absolutely, go back Thanks, to the kitchen. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Dan. All right, bye bye. Bye bye. Uh, that's great. And, and he real and we've talked about him several times on the show because uh, to what he said, they adapted, adapted, and pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. yeah we're really
1: remarkable. Anyway, well,
2: guys, thank you for having me. This was very nice. Yeah, thank and, uh, you. Happy, happy Thursdays. Thursday. <laughs> oh, I look forward to it. So you guys are terrific. Thank you for having me and I appreciate everybody reading because uh, you've contributed on the scroll and uh just reach out to me at uh, SI Live. Uh, S- oh today we're uh Tom Robleski and uh Mark Stein are having me uh at their five p.m. broadcast. They do okay. uh Facebook live and uh that's about it. So.
0: At five and that'll be on the uh, SI. That's the on Advanced Facebook page. Yes, yeah. SI Live. And then
2: uh, every morning, Pam's
0: live telling, uh, giving, a, giving, the, giving, the scoop. Nine what, o'clock. It's the theme of tomorrow morning show. I don't know.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I you need inspiration. All right. So anyway, <laughs> bye
1: bye now. Thanks, Thanks Pam. Thank you, Pam.
0: Thank you. Oh, now I'm extra hungry. And now I'm going to have to send Pam uh, a note because I'm going to ask her about. We we talked about short ribs before, and now I I was going to ask her for some inspiration on short ribs. But uh,
1: always right after they go.
0: Well, no, no, I had it. I was. (laughs) We can sit here for hours and continue talking. I mean, you know, it just wouldn't be fair. Uh, Oh, thanks to Pam and thanks to Danny. Danny, yeah. Uh, yeah, and you know. We echo, continue to support your, your small businesses and your restaurants. And, and you know
1: what? Danny is a perfect example of a small family run business. And he, uh, uh, up on Richmond Terrace, uh, across from the ferry there, he's fought the good fight there, I have to say. You know, he's been there a long time and he's been through construction and all kinds of.
0: Between the ballpark, the ferry, the real everything.
1: Going on. And, uh, He's toughed it out, man. I will tell you. And, you know, the quality of the food, like, never wavers. And uh, he takes a lot of pride in it, personally. Yeah, with love. And he says it all the time. <laughs> and he really is, on top of everything, he's a good guy. He yes. really, really is a good guy. And he's guy. always
0: there. Always, always got a smile. almost always. Checking in on tables. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, it, again, and, th- but most of the time, working. Yeah. Always, you know, always he's always in the kitchen. Hanging,
1: he's not just hanging out. He's... He's getting it. And done. that shows
0: the love for food too, right? If if you could be in this business and then spend time in the kitchen and cook and prepare, oh, we had a you take pride in that conversation
1: I mean. with him about half an hour about steaks and his comparison of steaks and why some steaks are good and why some places that consider themselves high places are really don't take the care that they do. And he went into great detail.
0: About it. Hey, listen. If you get a nice piece, of, a nice cut, um, you, you you've got to treat it right. I mean, yeah. you talk about like if you talk to somebody that that marinates their their rub. I mean, you take time and you rub. You physically use your hands and you take time to grill it. You don't overcook it. You yeah. use the right cuts, right. and there are different ways to to, to cook it. Yeah. Uh, quick, I, I don't know if we've talked about this. Um, Speaking of, of beef, you know, Costco sells a lot of beef and meats and I'm very picky when I buy, when I buy meats mm-hmm. uh, and then from Costco, I don't usually buy steaks. Right. But I do like the lamb chops. I like the lamb chops loins. are great. Yeah. Some yes. of the stuff that maybe not actually, and that stuff doesn't typically come out of their butcher. Right. Uh but there's a guy on Facebook. who does his videos, and he talks about all the all different types of meat. We started talking
1: about it, and you and I asked you a question. You said as long as it's not and blade tenderized, ne- right, right? We never talked about so never- this
0: guy, a younger guy, he, he goes into Costco, and he, it's a regular regular thing, and he talks about what it basically, it, and it goes into markets, what to buy, what not to buy, and talks about organic and and grass fed and the differences. And I will tell you, I've learned so much by by watching that. And then, although at the same time, it scares me to even consider buying meat. <laughs> right. uh, yes. And I, I'm not a, uh, you know, some supermarkets have a great meat department. And yeah. so, yes, I know people that have worked in, the, in supermarkets and in certain markets and say, right. no, no, don't <laughs> do not do it unless you you get you. I was growing, you grow up, you buy from the butcher. Right. Um, and, and we have access of, to it. Here. A lot That's of different.
1: supermarkets used to do that. Yeah. They used to buy the full cow or whatever it was and hold it. Mm-hmm it all up themselves a lot of that has gone away from uh, so they bring it all in and you have yes. to be
0: careful what you buy right. so the whole blade tenderizing thing is kind of funny they on the labels if you ever look at some of these meats they don't need to be tenderized because they're already tender. There's no reason to do this extra work to it, but by doing that, you're poking the process is you're poking holes in the meat. It's like the green, It's like when they aerate the greens at the golf course. So they aerate. The, they're <laughs> aerating. Yeah, they're aerating the meat, and then it tells you the warning label. You have to cook it, and it's got to be at a certain temperature, which is well done. So now oh, you've totally killed the meat. Yeah, but you have to cook it because now they've contaminated the meat by putting it in the tenderizer oh.
1: and poking holes.
0: At, yeah, so. You, you need to go watch him. Yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of scary, uh, but at the same time, you know, we see organic meat, and you automatically assume think oh it, that's, you know right. it's not GMO, but you automatically assume it's grass fed. Right, right. Well, unless that's it says grass fed, right? You know, you have to be Correct. careful. And Correct. so, when you're buying chop meat, you're more depending. It's a do, usually a dollar more. It's not much it depend, right. in Costco, at least. Right. In other markets, small markets, it is more expensive. Right. Uh, but you, you know, you really have to take. A meat education is not a bad thing.
1: Yeah, well, you know what? Especially if you enjoy it, we're lucky to have several butchers on Staten Island that we have access to: Montalbano's, uh, Hook and Hook and Rail, uh, and I know there's others on Staten Island that you know they do great because you
0: know they they're direct butchers. So you know, Tina asked the same thing about the uh, tenderizing octopus. Hey, Tina, don't they tenderize octopus by throwing it against the wall? I mean, it, it probably does. It, you, if you ever go to the Octopus Garden in in Brooklyn, I mean, you can get a, 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 anything, and it's it's all there. But octopus, yeah, I I I think it I think it is because I I've yeah I've seen them. Do, yeah, they do different things uh, to it. I don't know, but you have to look at where it comes from if it's fresh. Uh, but yeah, take a look at your labels, and if it says blade tenderized, now go look that up and look at the type of meat. Like if you have a rib cap. That's one of the most, I mean, that's one of the best piece, pieces right. you can eat. That's the out of the ribeye. And uh, it doesn't need, you don't need to do anything to it. Right. But, but yeah, it's very interesting. And so yeah, check, I'm, I'm going to find out. this video and I'll post it to my personal yeah, page. Yeah, I've sent
1: it to me uh, It's sure. a little scary.
0: But anyway, I uh, know what you're buying. And t- t- to Danny's point, he's got, he buys a lot of meat and he could sell it to you. Right. Uh, at a, I mean, he's not selling it at the butcher price. Right. Because it's, it's, it may not be fruitful for right. him to do. Right. But I'm, it's still, you know it's good quality. Inca- correct. Yeah. And and he's cutting it for you. He'll tell you how to make it. You spend some... I mean, I've been in the restaurant, and you talk about anything. You said he spent a half hour with you, right? You ask him about the steak and what he does. And if I did this at home, can I duplicate this? Right, right. Yeah, he's... uh... And sometimes you can't. You need the pans, you need the grill, and they take the rosemary and the butter, and they do the whole... Right, the whole thing. I don't need all that. But, you know, anyway. Uh, Hey, uh, the meme of the day, Nez... Since we're talking food, oh, is, it, is, it,
1: is it? Tell me what you got. I even
0: forgot what I, which one it is. Uh, what, what I picked today? I think this is it. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have definitely felt like that. If you ever see what I what 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 uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna send you a picture one day of my counter when I meal prep. The
0: first <laughs> two thing hours, I do two hours like, of prep and cooking.
1: <laughs> I go home and I take everything out of the refrigerator that I'm going to use.
0: Okay. Cuz when I do
1: raise, well, when I make his salad cuz I make him a big salad every day, I have uh, 10 containers that I, you know, take stuff out of and I
0: and I and I mix into his salad. So the the whole counter is I just full I of take containers. everything everything comes out and then uh, I have my spot at the counter that I like to to. to that you like to stay at that. Because yeah. I have the, it's got a garbage can right under it, so I can just oh, go Oh, that's like this. a good yeah. so like, idea. But that's my space. Don't mess with my space. Right, Everything goes around. It, right. But I have to say I'm a neat freak, so then I start cleaning clean as I'm up. going. Yes, which yes. elongates the process, too. Of course it does. So then the cooking process. So then I get yelled at, like, all right, right, going to eat already. Right. So then I wind up leaving things, and it's like, oh. So then it's more work. So, but I like to clean as I go and yeah, just yeah, dump it in the yeah, sink. Okay. Uh, but that is very true. I mean, that mess that you make. Uh, and then we've also been sharing some old photos. Uh, it's our 25th anniversary. Oh, I remember this one. I got two of them here. This is a follow-up. So last week we shared some photos of from Hurricane oh, Sandy collection. Gosh. And we talked specifically about this. And I just wanted to show uh, these were the – I mean, after a couple of days of taking donations, this is – this. we came back one morning to this. This was all overnight drop-offs during that time. So we talked about it. I just felt as a follow-up wanted to share. I actually came across a, a picture of the inside of the building. Too. Oh, God. I got them somewhere. Yeah, But yeah, that crazy times. Uh, and then uh, the, the photo that I wanted to share uh, was this one. So this is another advance <laughs> file photo. Uh, this is my mom and uh, my brother, Anthony. And uh, Jill Farron-Phelps, she was the executive producer for One Life to Live at the time. Uh, Linda Dano. Linda Dano. And I, I don't know the gentleman's name. Another a One Life to Live soap star. Uh, this is when we hosted the sing-along contest over the summer uh, for Rainbow Hope. Cool stuff. Karaoke. Yeah, that was fun. Contest judged by the stars. Speaking of
1: contests. rab has got talent. Come on, people.
0: You're, the deadline's approaching.
1: Yeah, send it in. I know some of my friends haven't submitted stuff, so I'm going to- uh, Poke them. I'm going to poke them. Well, I'm going to get online and text
0: them Well, there today. used to be that
1: old face. I, I, can you still poke on Facebook? I don't know. I haven't seen it.
0: I was never a fan of the poking on the yeah, Facebook. No, I always I've, found that bizarre. I've never done that. When you could no. poke, send them, instead of sending a message, you poke them. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, yeah. As, as I'm telling you, bulletraps.com backslash talent. Send us your, fill out the form. Send us your video. We want to showcase your talent and uh, give away a sizable trophy. Yeah. There might be some tiki talking happening.
1: There, you know, there are some some. Uh, what, what what about Devante from yesterday?
0: I did you go? Uh, I I saw one of his TikToks. I mean, did the you? Kids, no, I tried
1: to I tried to look on uh, the TikTok for Mellis, and I don't know what his name is, so it, I can find it. So him. the
0: TikTok, they, so <laughs> the TikTok they filmed that uh, Principal Mellis did is on the New Ventures Instagram and Facebook page. Okay. I don't think he, I don't know if he posted, but it's the Savage Dance. Oh, and he does the dance. Savage. I mean, it's pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, he, he does it. Oh, yeah. And then in, in a conversation with him uh, this morning, uh, he said that the next one when we reopen, he wants to come here, and him and I had to do one. I looked. I just said, "Yeah, okay." That's funny. <laughs> but he was challenging his his kids for talent and to right. to post to share their videos. So. Oh, oh, awesome. Uh, yeah, new ventures charter school Facebook and Instagram. Go check it out. You'll see uh, Ryan Mellis jamming it out to the. I'm uh, definitely going to do that. Savage. I play it here, but. Um, I don't want to get kicked off.
1: Yeah, well, because we of copyright. You'd have to do like 100 uh, disclaimers that.
0: Uh, <laughs> this is not mine. This I don't is not own this. This right. is not me in the video. This is somebody else <laughs> that we're staling and laughing well, at. Well,
1: it's funny because how do they get away with it then on TikTok and the, the Instagram? It has to do
0: with the live. The fact that we, we are oh, okay. disseminating to an audience via live, via live. Okay. That's the issue. I, I mean, it. you could post any content you want. I will tell you, even on the business pages, we have to be careful. So, uh, there was a video that we had shared months and months ago of this uh, couple. They own. He's a personal trainer, and they did. Oh yeah, they did some videos, right? Right. Right. And uh, some a great piece. I shared it two weeks ago. I got a notice that it was being removed for copyrighted music, but it was because it was posted to a business page, and so if it's posted to a personal page, I mean, they could break break your chops if you're making. If they think that you're gonna you're
1: Make it I guess it's right.
0: It's about making uh, money off it, right? So that's the assumption. So that's why uh, they break your chops. I got you. So, but on the business page, you'll see it more karate chop. Yeah. Like we in the first couple of days on our show, we got knocked off. We did. We didn't know what was going on. Well, uh, it was Thursday, episode sixty-six, Naz, day seventy-three of the quarantine. Uh, quick, funny. The Staten on Advance. I talked about this. Uh, I had done an interview right. for their I new it. series Together exactly. SI, yeah. and so they posted it today. But it was twenty days ago, and people, are, right? And you,
1: <laughs> you talked about opening in uh,
0: July. In July? Well, twenty. So on the Kenny's Kenny's League's Facebook page, you find that mixed Cortez. Dawn Boris, in her funny nature, uh, posted it and said, July 1st, what happened there? Uh, and it's funny because one, it was 20 days ago, and then the conversation kind of turned. Well, I don't know what happened yesterday. I don't remember what happened yesterday. I don't remember right. what happened 20 days ago. <laughs> 20 days ago, they told us one thing. Today, they're telling us another yeah. thing. Yeah, and so I don't even know what they're telling us. They anymore. kicked the
1: can, or, or as, uh, as Danny said, they moved the
0: goalpost. They moved the goal. I like that one. Yeah. So uh, we don't know, but we, it, 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 they took their, their interviewing small business owners, uh, you'll see some other familiar faces on there as well over the next couple of days. But tune into the Advances Facebook page. So five o'clock today, Pam's getting interviewed. Uh, they're having, they're doing their live thing. But these yes. interviews they've done with small businesses just highlight different, um, se- different segments within business: so real estate, uh, right. restaurants. So check them out. Ooh, uh, it was my pleasure to do that f- with them, and uh, that went, that was shared today. But it was just, it was just funny that twenty days ago I did this interview. That's when we were having Figgy on. I mean, that, that's how long ago. I think he was even. on our show 16 really? episodes ago.
1: Seems like just yesterday to me. I know. <laughs> Too bad there's a lot of little like, heart emoji. There.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we need, animations. We need <laughs> animations. That's funny. Hey, well, thanks for tuning in. Uh, continue to like and share our content. And, Subscribe. Yes. And also, uh, like. Like the page. That's how you get that notification. Not follow. Like the page. Yes. Uh, and we've seen... Somebody asked me today... Have you seen uh, growth and, and uh, as a result of the show? And, right. yeah, we've seen – for us, it was about staying relevant and staying in yeah. communicado with our folks. Yeah. so I hope uh, you've been enjoying. You're still watching us. Uh, so please share it with, with everybody because if you like it, then somebody else might find yeah. something yeah. that they enjoy. Tomorrow, for our bowling fans, we have the one and only Jim Episcopia, along with Dan Moffitt Dan on the Moffitt. show. Dan Moffitt, president, vice president of the Staten Island USBC. They have a couple of announcements. I'm so super excited.
1: Yeah, it, it actually, is, it, it'll be nice. It should be very interesting having them on
0: here. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going to happen. Those two. It's a, it's a, a yeah, Statler and Waldorf. Right? You know, if anybody doesn't know who that, that reference, you know, the Muppets, the guys in the in the balcony, and don't uh, say the two old guys. Just say the two guys. Oh, they're the two remember. old guys. They're definitely <laughs> the old guys. And usually they do their shtick at the bar. Well, thank you, Pam and Danny, for, for joining yeah, us today. that was awesome. We look That's forward great. to seeing everybody tomorrow. We're here every day, 2 p.m., unless noted, until further notice. Until further notice. Uh, and uh, before we know it, we'll be back on the lanes together. We'll be back inside Rab's enjoying, enjoying uh, a, a beer, Thanks. some a pizza, pizza, some fellowship. And social recreation. Maybe a new bowling ball. You never know. You never know. Uh, but until then, we'll see you tomorrow, uh, 2 o'clock. Yes. That was awesome.
1: Bye-bye.